Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to Living Better in San Diego. I'm Vicki Pepper. Back when humans lived in communal caves and tribal encampments, we told stories about the stars. When we started sailing, we used these same pinpricks of light to estimate our own location. When we began planting, we relied on the constellations and the sun to plant and sustain crops. Yet today, most modern humans have lost this deep connection to the cosmos that was once central to our daily lives. To help us reestablish this vital connection to the heavens, astronomy professor Christopher Dupree and science journalist Sarah Scholes have written Astronomical Mindfulness, Your Cosmic Guide. Guide to reconnecting with the sun, moon, stars, and planet. Sarah Scholes is on the line to tell us more about this book. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Start by telling us about the book's origin and evolution, as well as how you and your co-author came together to write it. Sure. Well, Chris McCree is an astronomer. He studies how stars form, and he was also my professor about 17 years ago, back when I was in college. And so he has spent years teaching students and people in the community about how to look at the sky and kind of connect to it, as the book says. And I was one of the people in those classes who kind of had my perspective shifted in a more cosmic direction by those classes. And so when he came to me with an idea for bringing this story to more people in the public, uh, I was on board with it. Did you consider yourself a teacher's pet when you were in his class? (laughs) Uh, Probably. I've always been a little bit of a teacher's pet, yeah. Um, Although I have to be honest, you know, things like this, uh, the constellations and learning the position of things in the sky is actually the part of astronomy that I am worst at. The the geometry of it all often uh, can be confusing to me. So I hope that I bring that uh, confusion and and clarify it for the readers. So how does astronomical mindfulness relate to mindfulness in general? Yeah, well, I think of mindfulness in general as, as relating a lot to being in the present moment connected to both your body, your senses, and the environment around you. And usually when we're talking about that, we're talking about, you know, the room you're in or, or the park that you're in. But I think it also includes the perspective of the fact that you're on a planet in a solar system going around the center of the galaxy. And so to me, it's just kind of an expanded version of mindfulness, of thinking of the present moment as including the rest of the universe and not just what's right in front of us right now. How is Earth situated in the solar system, galaxy, and universe? And tell us why understanding that place in space is important. Well, as the famous television show made us all aware, Earth is the uh, third rock from the sun. Mm -hmm. Um, It's in the solar system with eight other planets and uh, the demoted Pluto. And all of those planets orbit the sun, but then the, the whole solar system goes around the center of the galaxy. And, you know, we probably think of ourselves as an important part of the galaxy, but we're actually kind of off in one of its little spiral arms out in kind of the backwater, just 
like hundreds of billions of other solar systems and that that galaxy is part of hundreds of billions of other galaxies in the whole universe. I'm speaking with Sarah Scholes, co-author of Astronomical Mindfulness. Give us an example of an exercise that helps us connect to the cosmos. Yeah, one of my favorite ones is actually one you can just do at your house. You don't even need to be outside and you just need uh, a regular radio that can pick up FM and AM. And when you turn that on, if you're not tuned to stations like this one, you will hear static. And some of the static that you are picking up is actually remnant radio waves from the Big Bang when the universe first started. So that produced a lot of heat that produces radio waves. And those radio waves are just all around us all the time. And we can't see them. But with this little device that humans made, you can pick up on them from anywhere where you are, which is pretty wild to me, to be honest. That is wild. Tell us how does cultivating a relationship to the universe and humans place in it? How do we incorporate technology like cell phones into that? Right. Yeah. I guess when you think of mindfulness and being present, you think of, you know, hiding your phone under a pillow so you don't get a bunch of notifications from all your apps or texts from your friends or emails from work. But I actually think that using things like night sky apps, which just show you what's up in the sky at, at any given time, wherever you are, can help you be mindful because you don't have to concentrate on figuring things out. Like if you wonder what a bright spot in the sky is, you don't have to spend a bunch of time figuring out what it is. Something can just tell you and then you could focus on observing it. So you can kind of outsource the tasks that might actually distract your brain more and focus on what it is you're actually looking at. Uh, and maybe turn off the Twitter notifications first, but I think it can be helpful anyway. What can we gain mentally from astronomical mindfulness and a cosmic perspective? Yeah, you know, I think whenever I'm having a hard time or, you know, a stressful day or something, it's helpful for me to think about the fact that 13.8 billion years ago, there was this big bang and the universe began and everything spread out and evolved and stars formed and planets formed and then all those billions of years later here I am worrying about this thing that's going on um, and it, it can <laughs> make it seem a little ridiculous I mean astronomical mindfulness won't solve anyone's problems exactly it won't pay the bills but thinking about the, the perspective that you're in where the universe is much longer than a human lifetime it's much bigger than even the solar system or the galaxy just kind of gets you out of your normal thought patterns I think and puts everything in a little bit more context so that you can think about it just from a different perspective. Last weekend, I went to the desert for a concert and as I was leaving, I was just blown away by how many stars you could see in the sky. And that's not something that we really get in the city. Tell us about light pollution and how we can get to know the night sky, even when we're in the middle of a city. Sure. Yeah. Light pollution has changed the sky drastically from what humans have seen for, for most of history. Um, and light pollution is just any light that comes from a, a human-made source, whether that's street lights or, or car headlights or anything like that, that kind of leaks up into the sky and makes the stars disappear because those things on Earth are brighter than the stars. So it makes it hard to see what's going on up there. Um, and so, uh, you know, most people live in cities or near cities and don't have this pristine view of the night sky. But what we do have, no matter where you live, are things like the sun, the moon, and the planets, which are very bright. And those are actually the things that most are connected to life here on Earth because they're the closest and things like the sun have a direct influence on, on what is going on on Earth. So I think appreciating those things that are closer by and kind of noticing the ways that they 
the ways that they change and the ways that they appear is valuable. And then, yeah, when you take a trip out to the desert or go camping or something, you can get that old school view of all the stars, which is pretty good in its own right, but it's not the be all end all of the celestial sphere. And what does indigenous astronomy reveal about the night sky? Yeah, so in the book, we have interviews with those people who are uh, part of indigenous cultures and who have studied the history of the way that um, indigenous cultures have done astronomy for thousands and thousands of years. And the way that it's different from modern astronomy is that it was useful to actual life, you know, day to day. Right now, we mostly don't have to think about the sky to live our lives, but, but for thousands of years, it was tied to timekeeping, to storytelling, to spiritual practice, to agricultural practice. And so the, the people who did that sort of astronomy had a very high stake in what was going on and also thought of it as interrelated to their lives. And so I think that that has a lot to teach us um, about the ways that we can be more connected like people used to be in the past and to think of it kind of interdisciplinarily and uh, not disconnected from civilization like we do right now. I'm speaking with Sarah Scholes, a co-author of Astronomical Mindfulness, your cosmic guide to reconnecting with the sun, moon, stars, and planets. Any last thoughts for us? And how would you like us to get the book? Yeah, you can get the book anywhere that you find books online. Uh, your local bookseller would be glad to order it for you, I'm sure. And it also has a website, astromindful.com, that gives a lot of options for ordering. And I just hope that the book inspires people to kind of go out and look up at those the things, the stars, the planets, the moon, the sun that are there all the time and that we um, often fail to notice. Thank you so much for speaking with us today, and we will definitely be keeping an eye on the sky. Thanks so much. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.